been um, questions about Oscar De La Hoya's dedication, not showing up to fights, not showing up to weigh-ins, not showing up to press conferences, uh, a lot of the personal issues that he's been dealing with. I, I'm not you know, putting two and two together for anything here. This may just be strictly business. But it did prompt uh, him to say this. So Ryan Garcia says on Twitter in a deleted tweet, but he did post it. And King, that's how it works these days. You put it on. You have you with a lot of followers should know this. You post on social media. Might as well leave it up there. I mean, unless it's a you know, like if it's offensive, I get it. Take it down if it's offensive. But if it's uh, you know, the idea that you think uh, you're you know, no one's gonna see that. How many followers does Ryan Garcia have? Uh, I know he has like, I know he has like six million Instagram followers, but. Uh, Let's see. Ryan Garcia on Twitter, 409,000 followers. So you think of the, of the 409,000 followers, someone's not going to say, oh, I'm screenshotting that for sure. Of course it's going to happen. Um, so he says, you're supposed to be my promoter. You realize you're supposed to be my promoter, not a hater, right? And it is. It's a very snarky tweet from Oscar De La Hoya where he's saying, due to Team Ryan Garcia's decision, to not accept a July 4th bout. We're now going to return in late July with the future of boxing Virgil Ortiz. Now, this is not a knock on Virgil Ortiz, but you're doing two things that are very cutting there. One, you're stepping away and saying you have nothing to do with this. Um, you're saying this is all on the boxer. And second of all, you're calling another young boxer the future of the sport when Ryan Garcia very, very, may very well be the future of the sport. Uh, he's certainly one of the, you know, the most popular young guys in the sport, for sure. It's just a weird tactic. I just, you know, it's it's very, um, it's almost very Dana White esque for from Oscar De La Hoya, a guy that he hates very publicly. They hate each other very publicly. Um, this is almost very, uh, this is almost like very eerily similar to Jorge Masvidal, Gilbert Burns, where you're like, due to a decision, due to uh, Team Masvidal not making the decision we've decided to go with the future of the welterweight division, Gilbert Burns. And you're just like, huh? Well, why would you, you know, what are you doing? Like, you, know, like, you know, why are you hosing down Jorge Masvidal? Why are you hosing down uh, John Jones? Why are you doing all of these things? And it's the same thing with Oscar De La Hoya. And, you know, it, 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 the thing that's, that's interesting about it, you know, you want to say, well, we have this limited budget and it's, you're, you're trying to think of yourself. You're like, well, why, you know, you have, you have this li limited budget. What, you know, uh, did the cameras not work? Are you not able to, to work something on there? Um, it just feels like the zones floundering, man. I gotta be honest with you. Like, I, I don't, you know, I don't know the books. I don't know any of that type of stuff, but I really felt like they, they priced themselves out. You gotta realize $20 a month to watch boxing. This is the funny thing about it. You know, they came out of here and they're like, well, $20 a month and, you know, you get Anthony Joshua and Canelo Alvarez and you'd pay $70 for him. It's like, well, hold on there. Hold on there, big fella. First of all, Anthony Joshua's, uh, his, his, his fights and Canelo Alvarez's fights, they haven't exactly been uh, what I've wanted when it's come to being a DAZN subscriber. Yeah, maybe it would be worth it if you would have gotten me, you know, Triple G versus Canelo. Or it would have been worth it if you would have gotten me Anthony Joshua versus Deontay Wilder. You never did. Um, and, you know, you may have, in a weird way, because of AJ losing, you kind of lucked into uh, Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz being uh, a marginal fight. But honestly, it's the last month that I had it because the, I just looked at it. I'm just like, you know, I got so many subscriptions going right now. All right. And as somebody who watches fights, you may say, well, Tobin, don't you need all of them? Not really. <laughs> No, because 
honestly, we're in such a we're in such a content soaked uh, business pre pre pandemic. We were in such a content uh, soaked business with all of this, all, all of these fights left and right. UFC, Bellator. Uh, you know, we only have an hour on this show. Sometimes I'll do extra podcast episodes. You guys know I love doing the interviews and things like that. But you know, I, I if there's a fight I gotta see, I'll just you know I'll I'll swallow the twenty bucks and I'll eat it uh, and get a month's worth of subscription. But you know, am I gonna do it month after month after month? No, they just di- they didn't have the inventory to keep that up. Ten dollars a month, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just like ah, ten bucks a month, no biggie. Um, and that's a real bargain, but. You know, and, and you may say, you know, and they may say, well, if we don't lose that many of you, we're just going to get a couple other guys. We'll make up for it with all the people who forget to c- cancel. And trust me, man. There's just a difference in, I like me. I would never think about canceling ESPN Plus. I and I don't even think I've watched ESPN Plus that much. But it's five bucks a month. So five bucks a month. There's no channel you get for that cheap. I'm getting all the UFC fights. I'm getting all of top rank. Uh, it's probably not even worth it now, to be honest with you, the $5 a month, because they're now all on ESPN. But for DAZN, I'm just like, this, really? You're 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 asking your customers to pay $20, a $20 a month to watch darts, baseball highlights, and Virgil Ortiz. Like, what are we doing here? And you're telling me, and, and, and if you're Ryan Garcia, and I know, like, you know, this may make Dana White's head explode and Oscar De La Hoya's head explode, but I'm sorry if you're if you're Ryan Garcia and you see that this organization has given out the biggest guaranteed contract in professional sports to Canelo Alvarez, and you're telling me, all right, man, you want to get you want to get those subscribers back, you want to come back with a bang, you want me to be the the guy who leads it off, and you're gonna you're gonna lowball me? Just a, it's a strange strategy. It's a strange strategy by his own. And mind you. They're not even in the position that the UFC is in, or Golden Boy is not. Maybe Golden Boy is, but DAZN's not in this position of uh, of the UFC, where like the UFC has the safety net of they're putting on events and they have a guaranteed TV deal with um, with ESPN. They're cool, baby. They're as good as it gets. But as far as the 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 idea of DAZN, I don't know, man. Because I'm trying to even think like they got. I'm trying to think the last the zone fight I got. I think I swear the last one I got. Yeah, the last one I got, I believe, was December. It was Andy Ruiz versus AJ two. And you guys can call me a casual all you want. I'm just telling you, it's just not it's not worth my money. It's not it's it's not. Um and then the next fight I went to live, it was Demetrius Andrade and and uh and Jake Paul. I saw that fight. Yeah, I was I was at that I was at that fight in person. That was at uh that was in Miami for Super Bowl week. And I had every and I had by the way, so the knock on their uh you know, the the their their fighters and their te- there's some guys who are totally worth their te- you know, uh Devin Haney, it was good getting to talk to him, talking to the Bellator guys, you know, they have they have kind of that, but like now now Bellator's kind of getting in bed with Showtime. Showtime, you also get great television shows. Um, you know, to zone they give me darts. <laughs> you know, it's just it's just not the total package. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's not a that's not a great thing for Oscar De La Hoya to have another another blow up with Ryan Garcia. We're back with more after this. All right, welcome back, everybody. Fighters Fury here on 790 the ticket. Uh good fight next week, man. Next week we have Dustin Poirier 
He is back in the ring or back in the octagon, taking on Dan, the hangman hooker and very excited about this bout. Dan hooker is coming off a split decision win over Paul Felder. That was a crazy fight. That was a really, really good fight. Um, and he's really been on a roll. He's, he's won three straight Dustin Poirier, of course, is coming off the loss to Nurmaga Madoff. He lost to Khabib back in September. And, you know, has been down here. He's been training for a while. Uh, no, we're big fans of Dustin on this show. The guy's a fantastic striker. Um, very interested in this bout. I, I'm curious. You know, they. it was interesting that uh, Dan Hooker, he said something to the effect of um, that Dustin doesn't really, he doesn't have, he doesn't have uh, Paul Felder's chin. And the only two losses that Dustin has over the last six years have been knockout losses to Conor McGregor and to Michael Johnson. Now, two pretty good knockout artists, you know, and I know Michael Johnson's, you know, if you go to his, uh, if you go to his Wikipedia and you look at his record you know, it looks, it's a pretty bloody chart right now, but I mean, the guy's got super talented. He's got fast hands. He can crack. Um, and I also think, you know, Dustin, for whatever reason, went into that fight super emotional, really emotional, and I think made more of a mistake than um, than, than, than he would. He, we hadn't seen it. Up to that point, it was so funny. We had seen him fight so emotionless since coming up to what lightweight um, and had such great performances. Then he went and fought Michael Johnson a lot like he fought Conor McGregor and got knocked out again. And, you know, up until this point, you know, beating the hell out of Max Holloway, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, who's holding the interim championship right now, Anthony Pettis, Jim Miller, uh, was beating Eddie Alvarez again before the fight got stopped by illegal knees, um, Yancey Medeiros, no bum, Joe Duffy, no bum. Like, this guy has a has a crazy good record. Um, and the loss to Khabib, you know, you know, everyone's going to think back to that guillotine choke. How close was it? How not close was it? Um, could he have fought that fight better? I don't know. I don't know. I was, I was, you know, I was biasly picking him to win that fight. And I thought that, you know, it was funny because Connor was taking shots at, uh, was taking shots at Poirier because he lasted longer than Poirier. And the thing I would say with that is maybe so, but Poirier actually went for it in that fight. You know, like, you know, Connor had rounds one and two. It's not like he got his ass kicked, but he was losing those rounds. Round three, it was fine. It's not like it's not like he uh, he went and obliterated Nurmagomedov. Up to that point, Nurmagomedov actually knocked him down, um, and you know never went for broke. The thing I all respect about Dustin is, look, Dustin knew probably that he had his hands full, and he he went for broke on on that on that rear naked choke. Or on that uh, on that uh, on that guillotine, and once his arms gassed out, uh, Khabib was still there standing, and and the submission was easy to grab from that standpoint. So I don't know. I look at I look at a guy like Dan Hooker. Um, you know, you look at him. Big wins on his resume. He's knocked out Gilbert Burns uh, at lightweight. You know, so Gilbert's at a different division now. He's knocked out James Vick. He lost to Edson Barboza. Um, Ally Quinta Paul Felder, like he has some uh, Mark DeCasey, uh, who's a nice, talented fighter. Ross Pearson, longtime vet. Uh, he lost to Jason Knight. That's uh, you know who's fighting in bare knuckle now. Uh, lost to Yair Rodriguez. So you know Dan, if he wins this fight, this is definitely a big step up for him. Um, I, there's just there's part of me that just feels like 
a lot of this to me is going to rely on Dustin. I want to know like what, you know, what is it going to be like for Dustin? He's going from, he's going from the toughest challenge of his life and having the interim championship and being so close to being at the top and being the overlooked guy and almost conquering the mountain that is Nomaga Madoff. Can you, will he be able to get up for it? the same type of way and does he need to I mean you know we talked about him being an emotional uh, the emotion not always being positive for him but you know what has it been like training for this these guys who have been going for a long long time uh it will be interesting I'm picking Dustin to win uh I don't pick against him because I'm a big fan of Dustin Poirier local guy uh he's training with my guy Dia Davis and I really believe in his boxing skill set but James you know Dan Hooker's no joke he's no he's no he's no joke for sure but I do think that uh, the best Dustin Poirier, I feel like, beats the best Dan Hooker. And so if we get that, I don't think that this is going to be a problem. He's just been in too many fights. Um, and, and Dan, you know, Dan's good. You know, Dan, Dan's talented, but I don't, I, I don't know if he's, uh, he's a cut above. I don't know if he's next level just as of yet. Um, I don't want to, and I've, I said this, you know, back at the Gagey fight. I'm not writing anybody off in their careers because it's stupid. You know, you look at the year that Jorge Masvidal had in 2019. You look at what Dustin Gagey was able to bounce back from. Guys can get better. They certainly can get better. Um, but Dustin's blip, Dust, Dustin's blips in the road have been, you know, he was fighting Conor McGregor, not knockout lost to him. Conor McGregor might be the best featherweight of all time. I think he is the best featherweight of all time. Um. His other losses to Michael Johnson, you know, that's certainly that's definitely one that like stands out. But um, got personal, got weird, and made a mistake. And then his other losses to Khabib, where he he's 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 come as close to beating Khabib as anybody else has. You know, that's probably since Michael Johnson. You know, putting that that big crack on on Khabib's chin, he's the closest anybody's come to beating Khabib. Um, he, he threw a hail mary for sure. So, you know, you got you could sit there and say, yeah, but, you know, how close was he? Was he really going to get that choking? Dude, that thing was tight. That thing was tight on him. He was he was he, he had a he had a he had a deep, deep guillotine on him. So I'm going to go with Dustin Poirier to win that fight. The other one on this card, you got Mike Perry taking on Mickey Gall, uh, two guys who I think they had a lot of hope for as far as star power is concerned. Um, but, you know. Mickey Gall's two and two in his last, uh, you know, in his last four fights, he, uh, you know, he, he's he's a guy who definitely came in wrong. Remember, he 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 he's beaten Mike. You know, this is his this is his resume. I mean, these are these are his his wins are Mike Jackson, who is a who is a part time writer and not really a UFC fighter, CM Punk, and Sage Northcutt, who's not in the UFC anymore. Three of those guys aren't in the UFC anymore. Um, but he's well known because of the CM Punk fight because he he calls guys out. You know, people know him, and same with Mike Perry. You know, Mike Perry is a guy people know him. You know, Mike Perry is a is a guy. He's a bit of a controversial figure. He loves to throw the N word around, even though he's not black. Um, so he is uh, you know, but his his resume is also quite dicey. I actually was at his last win. I remember this. This was the fight against Alex Oliveira. And he looked great in that fight. I remember him, uh, he was he pieced Oliveira up. Um, and they had a big dance off. It was a fun one. But he is uh, you know, his his resume since when he really burst onto the scene and came out, 
guns blazing and was knocking dudes out. Jake Ellenberger with a big elbow, Alex Reyes with a big knee. Uh, these crazy knockouts that he really burst onto the scene with. I mean, he is. He, it, it's been hard times for Mike Perry. Both of these guys, kind of hard times for both of them. I think I would say honestly, it, whoever loses this, uh, I don't know if anybody's getting cut right now in the UFC because they need bodies, they need to fill fights. But you really just kind of question whether you know. I know I said I wasn't going to question anybody's career, uh, but you know, those are the losses are what they are. Like for Mike Perry, if that was the case, that would be. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six. That'd be six losses and eight fights. So that's dicey. That's that's dicey. That's that's dice pineapple. No matter how you want to slice it. Uh, Wikipedia. What else we got on this card for next week? They only have six cards announced. Jan Valente, Morris Green, uh, Louis Payne is taking on uh, is taking on Kama Worthy or Hama Worthy. Uh, Louis Payne has been trained down here. He's been sparring with Jorge Masvidal, Violent Bob Ross. As some of you may know. So there's that. Other news this week. Yeah, Paulo Costa. He was uh, he was shooting his shot. He says he wants $15 million to fight Israel Adesanya. And to coach uh, the Ultimate Fighter. Now I don't know how much you usually get paid to coach the Ultimate Fighter. I'm going to guess it's not $15 million. The way things are going I would guess it's probably a Harley Davidson or something like that. But um he says, uh, this is what he said. He says that he wants uh, 15 million like John. I don't know if that's a joke or whatnot. I, I got to imagine he's he's kidding because, look, I'm all for everybody getting their dough. Trust me. But we got to be reasonable at some point, right? Like 15 million. You follow Gossi. Barely been in the UFC like three seconds. Um, handsome devil, but man, not, not, uh, not exactly, not exactly known. Uh, like that and Dana White also this week was like talking about uh, you, first of all it ain't happening dude they, like that dude is du- let me tell you something about Dana White that dude is dug in he was talking this what did he say this week he was talking about like uh and I don't want to I don't want to harp on Dana White too much because man I'm kind of bored of the whole thing to be honest with you I want to get back to it when there's actual juice to it um because the fighter pay thing it's getting to this point with the fighter pay it's like it's too easy. Like you're, you're just kind of throwing it out there, and it's like chum in the water for Dana White. But he said, and this was funny. He said that the UFC is not a career; it's an opportunity, which is hilarious. It's just like, wait a minute, you're actively sitting out here. You have a you have a guaranteed television deal with with Disney, and you're actually telling your fans that these guys can't do this for a career. It's an opportunity. This is not a merit. What is this American idol? You know, what am I going up here and playing a harmonica while, uh, while, while petting my dog on a unicycle for Simon Cowell? It's an opportunity, bro. an opportunity. What are you talking about? This is an opportunity. Your knee could blow out all of this, all that. It's like, all right, wait a minute. Hold on. Let me get this straight. This was a guy. And I, this is the funny thing. I, I'll, I remember the interview where he tells Dan Levitard, who is now blood feuding with, I remember the interview where he told Dana White that they were going to be bigger than the NFL. You're going to tell me that the NFL, that these guys aren't trying to make it a career? Now, look, I've, I get it. Not every athlete makes it. Not every athlete gets to have uh, set-for-life money. But it's just hilarious how much this has turned into we're, we were going to be the sport that takes over football or be as big as the NFL. And now that's an opportunity, bro. This isn't a, 
what do you think this is? You think this is you think this is just some place you could come and make a living the whole your whole life? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's crazy to me. I was like, oh, I was like, is he really saying that? I guess he is. I don't know why I'm surprised. Why you know, why am I why am I shocked that he is saying that? That's it's kind of right up his alley, but just made me laugh, man. I'm like, man. You're really going up here. You're really going down swinging, huh? Like this is going to be the, the the hill you die on. Anyway, that's our show for this week, everybody. I appreciate you tuning in. Love you guys. Download the podcast. Check us out on YouTube. All that great stuff. Be back on Monday uh, with Tobin and Leroy from 6 to 10 a.m. Until then, arrivederci. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.